1: day everybody i hope that it's a nice one for you hopefully you're not working hopefully you're just relaxing with some family you're doing exactly whatever you want to be doing but today's going to be a good day all that positive bullshit all right now this episode uh you know obviously we're not talking about anything positive but we try to make some connections with the uvalde shooter and the buffalo shooter two shootings back to back Uh, Very, very close timing. Um, Obviously, you have the World Health Organization stuff going on while this is going on. Um, We make it very clear at the beginning of the episode, too, that, you know, anytime we're talking about these things like they were false flags or like they didn't work out the way that the media is telling us they did. We make it clear that this is not us trying to be disrespectful in any way. Every life lost, especially in this fashion, is just a, a major tragedy. Um, but there are some things that don't add up. So we we talk about that a little bit. I think that you guys know that. But um, sometimes you get a crazy person that's like, well, you're not respecting the people. Yeah, um, I could see why someone might think that if they're, you know, real, real all about the um, the mainstream news and the narrative and all this stuff. But like I say here, you know, if I were to die like this, I would hope that a lot of people would be questioning what happened and look into it and try and find the real killers. And I know that we're not going to do that, three of us here on this meeting, but spurring some conversation, I think, is important. So uh, it is early morning here. So if it sounds like I got a frog in my throat, that is why. But I got my coffee and I'm messing around uh, with a voice meter app which is like a digital mixer. So I'm trying to improve the sound quality of the show, just that little extra bit. Um, So, you know, if you do listen to the Patreon, I'm going to be testing it out on there if I can get it to work. I'm not very smart with this stuff, but there's videos out there. So we'll make it work. But uh, I didn't want to do a Patreon portion of this. So it's not like the typical, you know, um, you will get the full episode. Here's what I'm saying. It's not the typical, you know, you know, 60% of it's free and then 40% of it or whatever is on the Patreon. Talked about the whole thing here. Um, I don't know if Ron's going to be sharing this episode or Shannon's going to be sharing this when he starts his show, but um, I will be talking about a little bit more of that Gibraltar stuff in my Patreon for this, just to make it up to my patrons. I found this really interesting pamphlet called Satan the Freemason, and it's essentially, I guess, Cliff Notes, of the book that we discuss in that Gibraltar episode talking about, uh, you know, the seven Luciferian medals and all this cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, just um, obviously a couple tragic events. Wanted to discuss them here with my good buddy, Ron, and my new and equally good buddy, Shannon. And I'm really excited for him to start his show, Secret, secret Squirrel. I almost said it like a, Elmer Fudd, the Secret Squirrel. The Secret Squirrel. Uh, podcast, which is gonna be fire um told me a couple things about his first two episodes and they sound great so uh and you know ron's you know ron's podcast it's getting huge wicked planet podcast, so show those guys some love and support um always appreciate your support on my end i'm not gonna do any plugging over here um on my end because uh i don't want to be accused of making money off of tragedy because some people will say that but Enjoy this episode, hopefully it makes you think, hopefully you learn a few things. We talk about a range of things, the ketamine clinics in Texas and really all over the country, Operation Deep Dream with Google, and uh, just a few other very loose, but in my opinion, significant connections. So enjoy the show with my buddy Ron and Shannon, and we'll be talking to you in just a couple of days with some other interesting stuff, and hopefully we all stay safe, and more importantly guys, I hope that we have fun. Enjoy the time that we have here. So enjoy this episode first and uh, see on the other side, guys. All right, guys, Uh, obviously some really tragic situations going on over the last couple of weeks, and we wanted to get in here and talk about it a little bit. Ron and I always try to get together um, early when some of this stuff goes on. But um, you know, I don't know. Like you said Ron, this is one of those touchy subjects. I don't want to be accused of trying to like profit off of this stuff at all. Uh not that we would really, but it's um I wanted some some facts to come out. I wanted some narratives to kind of settle a little bit, some of that smoke to settle, and I wanted to get together and talk about it. And I always get some really great information from Shannon here too. So these are the two that are joining me on this conversation today. Uh we talked about some sort of uh maybe some more fringe theories on what was going on with this, uh, Salvador Ramos, the shooter of, um, of Uvalde. And then the other dude, his name is slipping my mind. The guy from Buffalo. Um, but I have it here somewhere. Um, do you remember? Oh yeah. Peyton Gendron is his name. So, you know, both young kids, um, kind of seems like they have some shady past, but we're going to get into this and, and maybe throw some things around and see if we can kind of, uh, you know kickstart some kind of different conversation about this stuff so first of all shannon what's going on dude
2: nothing how are you man nice to be here thanks for having me on
1: yeah man obviously this is right down the street from you this uvalde thing i mean it's uh 85 miles west of san antonio right and and you make that pretty well known when you're coming on here that you're from san antonio so i hope i'm not exposing you it's a it's an undisclosed location in san antonio
2: Oh, it's okay. If anyone's looking for me, you can find me. I'm not scared.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, man. Um, we were talking a little bit about like these ketamine clinics that are all throughout Texas. There's some ketamine clinics in New York, too. And um, I think that that has a massive role in what was going on here. This is just me personally. Um, but yeah, man, we'll, uh, we'll obviously get into that. Ron, what about you, dude? How are you doing up
0: there in uh, the Cape? Yeah, I'm out on Cape Cod right now. Been out here for a couple of days and, uh, was trying to relax, but I don't know. It's pretty chaotic down here. It's, well, yeah, uh, it it's the like- first weekend of the season. Yeah. So uh, this is the weekend that everything opens up. So, you know, uh, everything is seasonal here. So all through the winter, everything, this place is a ghost town. And, uh, but right now it's, it's, it's hopping pretty good. But anyways, having a good time, you know, whatever. I'll, I'm going to go home and relax for a little bit. <laughs>
1: You trying to convince us you're having a good time or convince yourself you're having a good time right now, you know?
0: No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's just, I don't know. When you only get away for a few days, you try to jam a lot of stuff in, right? Yeah. So, uh, it is what it is. It's different scenery for a couple of days. And then, uh, of course the trip home tomorrow is going to be a nightmare. You know, there's, there's only two ways to get onto the cape and two ways to get off. So it's, uh, it, and everybody's going to be mass exodus. So hopefully, hopefully we beat that. And I think I'm going to avoid going through Boston tomorrow because coming down Friday, we went right straight through Boston. I sent you the pictures. Yeah. and uh, It was the traffic was insane. I mean, the traffic in Boston sucks anyways. But, you know, I thought we might hit it just right. But we didn't. Whatever. It is what it is.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, not to not to crack any jokes, because obviously this is a serious topic. But I mean, it must be pretty chaotic and stressful up there. If you're getting some time away from your vacation to talk about a tragic event like this you know what i mean like it's got to be just a stressful time dude
0: well you know what ryan i've been trying to avoid the news for a few days and i've I've done pretty good with that however you know when you do what we do you know our little side hustle here it's it's almost impossible to not want to know what is going on with the latest reports coming out you know, even uh, I follow a lot of different people's accounts on Instagram, people that have a lot of good information typically come across some interesting, like really interesting things that I saw uh, from our buddy, the uh, beyond secret top, uh, uh, top secret text in there. And, yeah. uh, you know, just to give him a little plug and, and he always comes up with some real interesting things. And uh You know, any school shooting of any type or anything tragic or any mass type of shooting is is a touchy subject, you know, because we don't want anybody to think that we're downplaying the tragedy in any way. Mm -hmm. But there is, uh, you know, any life lost or, you know, or whatever is just obviously it's a tragic thing. But there's a lot of questions here. Like a lot of shady things going on here, and, and stuff that even the mainstream media is reporting on. That to me is like majorly sketchy, uh, and yeah. we can get into that, Ryan, whenever you, whenever you're ready.
1: Yeah, man. No, I want to get into it as soon as possible. I, I do want to, you know, reiterate the idea and and you know the the facts that. I mean, this is if this went down and if any kids died or any people died at all, obviously, every life loss is tragic, man. So, I'm, you know, we're not trying to make light of the situation here at all. None of us are. And I don't think, you know, any that's ever anyone's intention when they try and push back on these narratives. But there's so much shady shit that we've been fed in the past. You know, 9-11 was a huge one for a lot of people um sandy hook is a big one and you'll you'll hear in some recordings that i have from anderson cooper's program um he's got a podcast because i guess that's the cool thing to do now is have a fucking podcast even though you're making a ton of money with your news program you know why not get into the podcast world and take a little bit of uh you know views from the people that don't have shows. ryan
0: anderson cooper is a vanderbilt he didn't need any money the day, the day that his dad shot him out, he was set for life. So so <laughs> I don't believe a fucking thing that guy says. He's I, good at his so, job.
1: He's good at his whatever. job. I will say. He's and and tied, the Vanderbilt's
2: yeah. tied into the CIA, too, for sure. Oh, absolutely.
1: And the Vanderbilts <laughs> are kind of losing some of their money right now. They're not as wealthy as we think they are anymore. Um, They're nowhere near like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and things like that. But they are one of those like, you know. Robber baron families and whatever, but um, I just wanted to make that real clear. You know, we're not trying to make any jokes here, or make light of the situation, but there's a lot of shady shit that we want to get into. Ron, you mentioned top secret text, and there was one thing that he posted that I looked into myself about this school being closed for years. Uh, that's simply and that not that was true. one of them. That's simply not true, yeah. though, from one from what I saw. Um, you know, he he showed a screenshot and I like the guy, I think he's a great dude. He's got some fucking awesome information. Um, but I always wonder if if people see these things and then they go and search them themselves cuz I typed in the school and it says that that bitch is opening back up on Monday. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that the yeah. kids are going back to school on Monday. Um the the school year's done over there now, but the school according to Google is opening up on Monday. Now maybe I'm wrong here and maybe, you know, maybe the school has been shut down for years, but um there's a lot of things here that are getting thrown out that I think are potentially, you know, just adding to the chaos.
0: Right. Well, the, you got to remember too, Ryan. Uh, I, I, it, I, I'm not thinking that the school was closed, but if you remember back when Sandy Hook happened, there was a bunch of theories running around that that school actually been shut down for a long time before that incident happened. So, you know, we could draw a couple of parallels there. I mean, obviously I believe the school was open. I don't, I don't believe that it was closed. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, if it was Googled at a particular time, it would have said permanently closed. Cause I did see that post you're talking about. Uh, it could have been like directly after this chaos happened there. But the one thing that is legit was, uh, even reported on the New York Post was that in March, I want to say it was March 21st or 22nd, there was an active shooter drill at Uvalde High School. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that's odd because when you talk, when you go back to say, not just Sandy Hook, but the Boston Marathon, which, you know, is pretty close to me. And, uh, they had like all these types of drills just before the actual uh, incident happens, which to me is just very, very shady because whenever you see any type of mass shooting or anything like that, terrorist attack, it always comes on the heels of a drill for just that situation. And I mean, and you got you to you admit that's t- that's a little odd. Well,
1: I mean, it is odd, I would say, but at the same time, I know that that it's actually pretty commonplace for schools these days to do those, right? And I don't try to push back on what you're saying, Ron, but I I do try to come at these from the most logical perspective ever, because again, it's a it's it's a sad situation if this went down. And uh, there was a quote that I heard from one of the podcasts I listened to where the time to be logical is when no one else is, right? Everyone is really hysterical Right. right now, and I think it's important to just be like, hey. You know, maybe maybe uh, mass shooting drills are commonplace now. Um, we used to do bomb drills at my school, and we actually did have a bomb threat come in after we had a couple of bomb drills. Luckily, no one got hurt; it was all just BS. But um, you know, fire drills happen, um, and then sometimes schools burn down, or or sometimes some some fires start at schools. So, you know, I don't know, man. I it's definitely something to think about. I was looking really hard into um if the World Economic Forum has done any mass shooter drills, and there's a few that they did, uh, but one that was insane to me, and this has nothing to do with what we 're talking about here and I want to get into the re- re- these uh, recordings here soon but a drill um a simulation that the World Economic Forum ran through is uh simulation six one six and it 's for the coming of the antichrist the World Economic Forum actually ran a simulation. For the Antichrist return. It's 616 if anyone wants to look into that. Really? It's insane. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And when I was looking into that too, I saw um, there is a simulation program for a school shoot. It's a school shooter game that the US government agencies created, um, like the Department of Defense, Department of Homeland Security. They kind of collaborated and they got together on a school shooting simulation. You put on VR goggles and supposedly you go through it. You know, you're supposed to hide in a certain level. You're supposed to try and get a weapon in another level and take out the target and, you know, call the cops. It's supposedly very realistic. And there's screaming sounds and supposed to be a very, very realistic thing. Um, So that's an interesting little deal, too. Uh, But I didn't see anything specific about a school shooting with the World Economic Forum, just mass shootings. So that was something interesting. But yeah, huh. 616, look into that shit. It's it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, I don't... <clears throat> that's another group of people. What are they having a drill for when they come back? Because they're the Antichrist, <laughs>
1: I think. Well, and it's it's kind of nuts to to think about, like, these people that supposedly don't believe in, like, this normal God that, that you know, the Christians believe in, or, or I don't want to say normal, but, you know, the Christian God. Right. But then they're going to sit there and run those kinds of drills. I think that that's kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, it's a war game for when the Antichrist comes back. So yeah, anyway, yeah, very, very crazy. Um, So you anyway, gotta,
2: you got to think, too, man, they they read the Bible, too. So they could easily run their dr- their drills to fake the so-called Christians out to make them think maybe the end times is coming. Maybe that's their game plan. You know yeah, dude,
1: the devil knows uh, more about the Bible than any of us do probably all of us put together you know what i mean if that shit's all real who knows um but yeah so let's roll into some of these um some recordings i had i uh, you know again most of them from anderson cooper's show and then i have a couple from instagram that i wanted to run through and just see and then we'll kind of like just discuss this shit and um ron hop off whenever you feel like you need to man i no pressure here but yeah so <sighs> this this was the idea here that we've heard so often you know think back to nine eleven when um, buildings are falling down after they're announced that they're falling down building seven specifically, right? When they're saying, hey, uh, building seven is down too," you know, and then it's still standing in the background, and then you hear someone say, pull it, and then the building falls. Um, so then the narrative starts shifting, because uh, in the heat of the moment, the narrative is that, hey, you know, there's too much chaos going on. No one really knows what they're, they, they can't believe their own eyes, right? So uh, here's the first little uh, snippet I've got.
3: We should also point that, that often in situations like this, early reports uh, that police get that uh, eyewitnesses say uh, are often proved to be inaccurate. People see things in, in a shooting like this. They sometimes see multiple people when there's really only one. So again, we're, we're being cautious in, in what we are reporting. Ed, is it clear what time this began? And and how long it actually went on for? We know from past active shooter situations, often, though the uh, the person may not be killed until later on, that often most of the victims occur within the first four to six minutes of an incident like this. Is it clear how long the shooter was on the scene there?
0: We, we have not been given or heard any reporting on an exact timeline, but it was, it all started around noon central time. One a-
1: yeah. So, I mean, just right away there, what he's saying, you know, don't believe what we're telling you right now. You know what I mean? Sometimes people will see there's more than one shooter when there's in fact one, I mean, that just sounds like they're setting it up to be BS.
2: They're
0: setting it up to cover the fact that there was more than one shooter. And had you heard anything that there was? Go ahead, Shannon. Sorry.
2: Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, you know, for a fact, if they ever released a film, there's videos everywhere that from every angle that show us what it is, but we'll never get them.
1: Yeah. Well, there was actually some pretty decent videos showing the kid running into the school. You know, the Santos, uh, or I'm sorry, Salvador Ramos you know running right into a school supposedly with the door propped open when it's protocol that the doors are supposed to be locked at all times right um i mean this school supposedly had like trained a lot for a a school shooter and again i mean we talked about this a little bit on talk at the tavern who the hell is going to prop open a door in the middle of the texas summer you know what i mean they have air conditioner in those
0: buildings yeah that was another question ryan i mean we're getting reports that Uh, I'm not sure how long before he actually entered the school, but the door that he went through was propped open. Now, I mean, that to me is suspect right there. Like you say out in Texas, they're probably running AC. Why would they have a door open? That was, everyone was instructed to make sure that that door was closed and locked. Mm -hmm. So nobody could get into that door. Right. But let's lead up like let's let's take it back a few steps, right? So this kid allegedly and I think we should just use that word allegedly just insert that every to every part that we're talking about, right? Sure. Cuz we don't know for sure what went on. But what we're hearing is that he got into some altercation with his grandmother uh over a cell phone bill or something like that. Shoots his grandmother in the face and takes off. Now, apparently, his grandmother was still able to call 911. So 911 knows who this kid is, right? And they got to know, okay, so why isn't he in school? Why is he home? You know, what is going on here? And, and they should be out actively looking for this kid, right? But what, what did they do? Did they not do that? And Mm -hmm. and where does this kid, where did this kid get this vehicle? I mean, have you seen pictures of this kid? He's walking around in a skirt, nylons, long hair. He's all, I don't know. I wouldn't describe it as goth looking, but I would look, you know, (laughs) describe it as trans looking yeah, or whatever. And he ends, he ends up crashing an F two fifty, which, you know, depending on what year that is, is a very expensive truck. Uh, I happen to know that for a fact, because I'm sitting in one, right now while we're doing this call (laughs) and and not only that but where did he get the kind of money it takes to and this is all questions that everybody's asking to purchase these uh, and i'm i'm pretty sure they were daniel's defense weapons i've got something to show
1: you about them too which is very weird but yeah daniel defense very very
2: very expensive weapons I have it right here Ron, from um this is from an article that they ran and I think I sent it to you Ryan they said two two firearms made by Daniel Defense over 2 grand each they had EO Tech optic sights that's anywhere from 5 to 800 bucks uh 1657 rounds of 223 ammo that's anywhere from 8 to 1200 bucks Body armor anywhere from seven to twelve hundred, and over sixteen magazines anywhere from ten to twenty dollars each. That's a total of anywhere from like six thousand five hundred to eight Gs. So, where's he getting that money from? Okay, and he so just that's turned exactly. eighteen, I believe, a week before too. So, how yeah. would he be so proficient with these firearms?
0: Right, because he's probably, if he's just turned eighteen, he wasn't able to legally acquire any of that stuff. Before the age of 18, how does he turn 18, go and buy these weapons, and is proficient in using them? I mean, come on. I mean, is that, like, maybe a lot of video game training, perhaps? I'm not sure. But that right there is the first part of the puzzle that does not add up. You know, where did you come up with that kind of money? Hey, look it, I do pretty good in life, but I don't have an extra you know, eight or $10,000 to go spend on that kind of equipment. You know what I mean? That's not something the average Joe just goes and buys. But, you know, I mean, that's just, that's the first part of the puzzle. Shoots his grandmother, takes off in a Ford F-250 Super Duty, big dollar truck, he's got big dollar weapons, and he heads directly to the school?
1: Yeah. I I I
0: mean, right there, that's the first batch of questions right there.
1: Of course. And and Shannon hit the nail on the head, not only the money because the guy supposed I think he worked at Wendy's, I want to say. Uh so that's another one of those legends because I don't want to rope Wendy's into this if they weren't involved, but you know obviously, right. you know, it, supposedly he worked at Wendy's, um lived with his grandpa and his grandma. Sounds like that he was pretty neglected uh by them because the the grandpa's story it was saying that the grandma and him went out to Applebee's for his birthday. And the guy didn't know when the kid's birthday was right. So that alone is kind of like, OK, yeah, maybe the guy's neglected, but he wasn't bullied at all. And I actually have a clip here that we can play uh, in a bit where one of his classmates was saying like this guy would try to pick on other people and then other people would like hit him or, or like a chick would just be like, dude, get fucked. You know what I mean? Like, leave me alone. You know, no one respected him because he was such a dick. And supposedly, like, people would consistently see him messing with little animals and shit, too, like beating little dogs or, like, trying to trap little animals and and torture them. So, you know, and then he was uh, using a site called Yubo, I think it's called. It's uh, some new social media site where he was uh, talking mostly with women, young women around his age all throughout the country and saying that they deserve to be raped. Um, you know everyone everyone on this planet should be raped at least once you know all kinds of weird 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 stuff Um, so maybe there's a little bit of of psychological damage there and I think that this will kind of lead us into later what we're going to talk about with the ketamine and if he was going to a therapist which isn't proven but if he was well
0: well Ryan there were some reports that he had a criminal record as a juvenile And that he was, uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, but he may have been court ordered to see a therapist. Okay. But because he was a juvenile, these records were sealed. But at the same time, the police department was familiar with him. Hmm. So, and then if you talk about the torturing little animals, being mean to dogs, Okay, these are all clear signs of somebody that's got some psychosis going on. And these are all the common thread when anybody that comes down that's a mass shooter or a serial killer. These are common things in their past leading up to that. Jeffrey Dahmer, for instance, same thing. Even the world's, uh United States' first serial killer, H.H. H. Holmes, who, who grew up in my neighborhood? There was things in the historical <laughs> society. Some, some of the, some of the writings that he was like killed his neighbor's dog and mutilated it and was trying to kill other neighbor's pets way back, you know, in the early 1900s. So, I mean, these are all common threats for people that are definitely, definitely have, have an issue and, and who wouldn't have an issue doing what he, you know, what he allegedly did. So I think it's important to bring those points up as well.
1: Yeah, man, I want to talk, and Shannon, throw in any of your thoughts. You can just interrupt any time, dude, because I know you always have something to say. I was um, going
2: to say, I think it's important we pay attention to that police captain, too, that acquired a jo- nice job on the city council, like, a, I don't know how long, a few weeks before this happened. So he was already transitioning out. So he was already getting a nice job now.
1: Well yeah and I think that that kind of segues real nicely into this uh cuz I want to get back to what you were saying Ron about his therapy um or you know his what do you say it was court ordered therapy
0: from what I understand from a couple of reports of course I have no way alleged, Yeah, that for sure yeah yeah
1: alleged uh, alleged court therapy because of some crimes committed as a juvenile again allegedly we're not fucking saying anything here but um so yeah so I want to play two clips uh, one of a sheriff um, who is this guy here i don't remember his name um, but it's a, it's the spokesperson basically that was getting out there and talking about how you know some of the shit that you heard at the beginning is not accurate um so i'm going to play this and then i'm going to play something where anderson cooper was interviewing somebody um a share a sergeant Right after the whole thing happened, saying that the kid crashed a truck, Okay, could have crashed a truck because maybe, you know, he wasn't being chased by the police when he was getting chased or when he uh, when he crashed into this ditch. So there's no reason for him to speed. There's no reason for him to drive erratically. He's supposed to be, you know, if you're going to carry out this like in an operative way, he's going to drive there. He's going to, you know, not raise any suspicion. He's going to park the car normally, not damn near upside down in a ditch. And then he's going to walk in and take care of his fucked up business. And then he's going to, you know, either kill himself or do whatever he's going to do. If, if this is some sort of weird thing. So my thing here is that maybe he's got some sort of um, some sort of thing going on inside of his head, whether it's the ketamine, whether it's deep dream, whether it's any of this stuff where he's being programmed to, uh, you know, kind of freak out a little bit. But uh, I, let me just play this dude talking and then we'll go to the uh, Anderson Cooper thing here, too
0: that that i want to clear up that came out early on it was reported that a school district police officer confronted the suspect that was making entry. Not accurate. he walked in unrestructed initially so from the grandmother's house to the bar ditch, to the school into the school he was not confronted by anybody to clear the record on that Four minutes later, law enforcement are coming in to solve this
1: problem.
0: Step up. up. So, just want to clear that up. That's very important. And again, this will happen as we move forward. So, thank you. I'll take a few questions.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, too, I should take this opportunity to say how incompetently that police department performed. I will say that. I, I have no shame in saying that. They were saying that they uh, they didn't want to go in there and risk their lives, supposedly was something that I heard, and they're actually being looked into now for how they handled it. People well, wonder, here,
2: bro, right now people around here are getting they're super upset because I didn't even read it, but I guess they released some kind of statement. I don't know if it was today or something, and they were saying, Thank God that none of our officers were injured. Fuck that. that it was something like that. So I know all kinds of like people Local people are getting upset.
1: And again, you're right there. You're not very far at all. You're 85 miles away. The The center of your city is 85. I mean, dude. Yeah. Uh, people wonder why, uh, you know, more and more people are getting displeased with how the police operate and how they perform. Man, you know, they they probably weren't, weren't short on their speeding tickets that day. You know what I mean? But then they don't go and do like when the job gets crazy, they don't go in there and actually do something because they want to wait until Bortak comes in. And, and takes care of business, you know what I mean? And it's it's just a shame. It's really embarrassing. Were you going to say something, Shannon? You
0: know, Ryan... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go, Ron. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, you know, I don't know how any cop... Of course, I'm not a cop, and, I've, and admittedly, I've never been in this situation. However, sure. as a human being, and somebody that You know, the safety of kids is a big deal for me. Me too. I mean, I took on, I took on a young kid because I wanted to make sure that she was going to be safe in her life. Mm -hmm. Changed my whole life to make that happen for one kid. So I don't understand why if the, if these police knew there was an active shooter. Allegedly, there were nine one one calls coming out of the school from students saying that there was somebody in there shooting people, killing people. Then them cops should have not, just shouldn't have, as just good human beings have waited outside for what a half an hour. Eighty six minutes, I heard. Okay, that's crazy. So, and just just letting him just rampage through the school without going in there because we're hearing they said well we heard he was barricaded but he wasn't barricaded obviously he was in there shooting up the place why wouldn't they have gone in there why wouldn't have like a SWAT team or just just four or five cops just barrel ass through that school and just find that kid yeah they probably would have took it a couple of shots or whatever and i know again you know, I'm not a cop. I wasn't in that situation, but I just know—I just know what I would have done without even thinking about it twice. Well, right like I know that for a fact that I would do that.
1: The cops have the bulletproof vests, and like you, you, you're bringing up SWAT team and things like that. They have more equipment that is like going to help them out. They got helmets. Supposedly, parents were saying, "Hey, let's go in there. The cops aren't doing shit. Let's go in there." And guess what happened to them? They got tased and handcuffed. The parents.
0: Wasn't there a mother that actually got handcuffed or detained and she actually got away and ran into the school and got her kid and came back out? I heard I don't that know story if that's true too or not.
2: I heard that story too, yeah. from my yeah. wife. I think yeah. it was on TikTok, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: man.
2: Yeah,
1: I
0: mean-
2: so so I I mean, I can't believe
0: that the cops didn't go in there. I really Shameful. don't. That is well, think yeah,
2: it about is this, shameful. too.
1: We just it is saw, shameful. We just
3: saw... Uh-oh. So they
2: just received training, so there's no excuse of why they didn't know, why they didn't do what they're supposed to do. I have been around firearms. I have done things in close quarters. There's no way that those could, police could sit outside and think it was a hostage negotiation when someone is shooting a rifle off inside a building naturally you're going to be hearing it so naturally he's not take
0: shannon myself. did you hear the did you hear the report that one of the police officers that responded to the call was actually the same police officer that held the active shooter
2: drill at uvalde high school mm.
0: so no, if anybody would heard have anything. Known, i'll
2: be i'll be honest i don't even really follow too much of this stuff i'm I'm not even like a news guy. I'll just look at certain things, and I try to just let everything well, just kind of come out on its own because it seems like before you know it, the story's changed 18 times. Yeah. Well, that's
0: that's that's true. But but if that is the case, and it's one of the same officers, he would have known the lay of that school. He would have known what the inside of that school looked like. Mm-hmm. And probably, if, if nothing else, been able to tell the other cops, "Listen, this is how this school's laid out." And you know what? All the all the cops in any city should know how all their schools are laid out. They should have like they should have special training on that because if this school shooting thing is going to be happening more and more and more, which we've all predicted, Ryan. You know, you predicted there was going to be more mass shootings a couple of months ago. I mean, everybody else was kind of. Uh, had the same consensus view that we know that these types of things are going to start happening, you know, for whatever reason. But but if that's the case, if that cop, yeah, yeah. If that cop was there, he should have been one of the first people to go in there and find out what was going on.
1: There was one thing, you know, I, I know that we're kind of all over the place here, but there's just so much to talk about. There was one thing, you know, when we're mentioning Sandy Hook, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Kyle, Kyle Kushev. He's kind of like the opposite of David Hogg. And he was there that day in Sandy Hook. He was a student, but he's very pro gun. And he thinks that if the teachers would have had guns that day, they may have been, uh, you know, some of his friends may have not died and so on. But there's a video of him going. And uh, this seems to be a reoccurring theme in these school shootings when they do happen that the cop that's there or the cops in this bumfuck town, which doesn't make the 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 people's lives any less valuable just because it's a tiny podunk town in fucking texas those people are still i mean their lives are just as important as mine but these cops they don't see the same shit that other cops in bigger cities with more violence tend to see right so when something hits the fan like this they just crumble under the pressure and they're all stand around and they fall victim to the pedestrian effect where no one everyone's like well let's see if someone else is going to come in and save the day but this this uh anyway, this Kyle Kashev had the same situation in Sandy Hook. There was a cop with a gun that hid during Sandy Hook instead of going in and trying to shoot this this dude. You know what I mean? I forget his name. I always forget the guy's name that did Sandy Hook. And that's probably a good thing. But, you know, what is and,
0: it, wasn't it Adam Lanza?
1: Was that Lanza that did that or, yeah. w- or was he the yeah. Batman shooter?
0: No, no, no. Adam Lanza, I'm 99 percent sure was the Sandy Hook shooter.
1: Okay. So whoever it was, this this cop, instead of going in there and taking care of business and at least trying to distract the guy, hid. And he barricaded himself in like a little uh, custodian closet. And then uh, Kyle Kushev goes and corners him in an elevator and they're filming it. And they're saying like, dude, you're a coward. You should be arrested for, you know, like you should get tried for aiding and abetting because this guy is the only line of defense. And he's hiding instead of going and doing his fucking job. The one day he actually has to do it because realistically a security guards job, 99.99% of the time is standing around. And then when something actually happens, they don't do shit, man. You know what I mean? And it sucks. It sucks to say that because they're, I think they do deter crime just by standing there and having some sort of authority. But then when they don't act, it just sucks. And it makes a bad name for all of them. I think.
0: Yeah. You know, I, think something needs to be done. Uh as far as having a police presence at schools, I really do. I'll tell you our local elementary school, which is the one that little G goes to, you know, for a few more weeks and then she's moving on to the to the bigger school. Uh chief of police is there every morning. Good. Good. Yeah my daughter's every the they police just have, is there.
2: Uh, two I, regular sheriffs that are there all the time and they're always two in the front and two in the rear and they always are out there just doing whatever i guess whatever they're doing but they seem legit
1: and i don't know how you feel both you guys i mean both you guys have kids i think i don't know how you guys feel about the uh the idea of teachers having guns but that might be something that we can get into later i did want to play this clip just completely contradicting the story that that uh, police spokesperson said, I don't know if that was the sheriff, um, or what of that county, but this is completely opposite, uh, what he said. And hopefully you guys can hear these clips. I know that my, that the audience will be able to hear them, but hopefully you guys are able to hear them too, but completely opposite of what this dude that we just heard last said.
3: Sergeant you mentioned, um, and I, it was because of the phone call. I'm, I'm not sure I heard it correctly that prior to his entering the school, did you say that, Was your term an epic crash? Yeah, so he did, uh, the suspect did crash uh, near a ditch here nearby the school. Um, That's where he uh, exited his vehicle with, I believe it was a rifle, and that's when he attempted to enter the school uh, where he was engaged by uh, law enforcement. And unfortunately, he was able to enter the premises, and then from there, That's when he went on and entered uh, several classrooms and started shooting his firearm. Do you know, was he being pursued by law enforcement? Uh, Is that what precipitated the crash? No, as of now, there is no uh, vehicle pursuit that got reported um, on our log or on uh, any other law enforcement log. But it is, of course, preliminary. And as of now, um, it just got reported as a vehicle uh, crash uh, nearby the school. I, I understand.
1: OK, so again, this guy, you know, the cops clearly had some interaction with him before he went into the school. And even if the guy didn't have a gun, this guy crashes in a ditch right next to the school, gets some interaction with some cops, but then is able to run inside the school. But at the same time, after that, these same cops are tasing the parents that are wanting to go in and save their kids.
0: Yeah. You know what? If, the, if there's a motor vehicle accident. I know that the cops have to get right on top of that. A, was somebody hurt? What happened? Is this person impaired? What is the situation here? So if he crashed right by the school, and would they just blow that off? And, and now they're saying, like this report is saying that he did encounter a police officer, yet he was still able to get into the school. I mean, he must have been carrying a weapon. I mean, this guy's guy's a little guy.
2: The local reports here were as soon as he crashed his car, there's a funeral home somewhere right around there. And two people that work at the funeral home came out to check if he was okay. And then he got out and started shooting at them and he didn't hit them, but they were the first ones to call the police, I guess. like as soon as that happened, but I've never heard much mentioned after I heard that. And I still hear that on a local news here.
0: Uh, that is uh Listen, how how come he would have been able to encounter a police officer before he got into the school and still was able to get into the school that makes zero sense to me like whatsoever
1: yeah man that's why it seems like such a controlled opposition type thing you know what i mean like there there was clearly some opposition there but it was meant to look like i think
2: or like I, a pre-fed talking point
1: yeah because you know there's another clip which i'm not going to play Um, but you know he he had body armor i mean he had uh, which why why if they're going to try and you know take away guns from us if that's the big thing that a lot of people are afraid of they might try and take away body armor too you know you can buy kevlar vests and you can buy all this shit as of right now but they might try and take that stuff away in the future in the very near future um
0: i don't know man well they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to take it away now yeah, they, they've been there's been legislation to try to outlaw that,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and and here's one thing we're we're talking about, uh, the uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel defense. This was a tweet that they posted that day just before this happened. And for those that are just uh, listening, this is only an audio episode. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And it's a 2 to 3 year old kid holding a gun uh with his dad or whoever pointing at him um you know sitting on the ground with a with the mag outside of the gun and all that um i'm i'm not against kids at all learning how to use uh you know firearms at a, at a at a young age and just being proficient at them i was taught how to use you know very basic hunting rifles like before i i, I don't remember a time when i didn't know how to shoot a 22 rifle or something small right AR fifteen, I'm all for it too. A two two three, it's not a big caliber at all, you know. I'm all for this, but this is a really really bad look for this Daniel Defense Company. Again, based out of Georgia.
2: Yeah, it does look bad. It it looks bad, but what he's doing and his dad is pointing at, and he's got the the bolt fed to the rear. So what he's doing is he's pointing and showing him that he should always check the chamber to see if there's a round inside.
1: Sure. Sure. And there, I mean, and that's one thing that my my uncle and my but dad always taught me. Oh, sorry.
2: Yeah. You always physically look in there. So I think that's what he's trying to point to, to say you always look and make sure.
1: Sure, definitely. And, and I agree because that was one thing um that my uncle and my dad, anytime they'd hand me a gun, they always knew it was unloaded. But they would both make me feel like a piece of shit if I wouldn't ask if the gun was loaded or not when they handed it to me. You know, I, I, as a kid, I I'd, I'd just grabbed the gun. I'm excited to see a new gun. And they would make me feel like a fucking retard if I didn't ask them if the gun was unloaded. You know what I mean? So I was like, OK, you know, and then I, I learned that very on. So now, you know, I I have a gun on me all the time, man, and I, I'm very safe with it. But I mean, again, this is a bad, bad look, dude. And um, instead of um, and and they're they're for the record, their Twitter, I guess, is private right now. And um, they're trying to stay away and kind of let all this chaos pass. You can't blame the gun shop for what happens. No,
0: absolutely not. You can't blame any gun shop for any. uh, No, the gun shop sold it to him. He was legal, apparently, maybe because his juvenile record was sealed. That wasn't able to be accessed. That's not the gun shop's fault. That's the FBI's fault. And then the other thing is that you can't you can't blame the manufacturer, no, no, any all. more than you can, any more than you can blame Ford Motor Company because they built that F two fifty that he was driving and he crashed. Right? I mean, come on, I, I mean, it's just it's just the the blame. It, and I think this is something we should touch on right now while we're talking about it. The blame can't always be on the gun. It's the thing Biden did, he came on, and one of the first things he said was, when, when are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Dude, when are you going to stand up to the fucking pharmaceutical companies who are pumping these kids through with these drugs that is making them do all kinds of crazy shit? Those are the ones you should be going after. I mean, this kid got a gun. The gun is useless unless somebody is operating it. And if sure. the person operating it, you know, obviously probably shouldn't have had the gun or, or, or if he's on some type of, you know, antidepressants, we don't know if he's taking meds, if he's trying to, uh, you know, trans out or whatever. <laughs> I mean, why do we always have to blame the gun? Yeah. No, like I'm not blaming lobby, the gun to me, be... which just fits. No, yeah. I know you're not Ryan. I'm just saying the left, the left's approach you know, fucking a well. Yeah, yeah, That they have been working hard ever since, I'm mean, not even ever since, it's like going back like 20 years. Their deal has always been to disarm the American people. And right now, the way that this country is going and all the things that we're seeing, dude, that is the last thing we yeah. want to have happen.
1: Well, so look, you know, the way that that whole thing
2: worked it, out.
0: It, right? all, so yeah, it, it would never happen. It would never happen in this country. Yeah
2: yeah sorry. They're must so be they always, sorry they always want to make more laws right and murder and yeah. all that's already against the law so it obviously doesn't work you know it's just foolish to me
1: yeah man so so look my, my point with showing that that tweet from uh from daniel defense which again nothing against them man nothing against them at all but my my point is that isn't that a little interesting that they post that that day you know what i mean like that yeah, that's like, what you know, they ironic, say right yeah, it's like, okay, I'm not saying automatically that Daniel defense was in on this shit. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it, it's a, it's a bad look. I mean, out of all the things that you can say that day, it's horrible to have a young kid holding a gun. It's almost too perfect, right? It's a right, like perfect, sure. perfect picture to help disband the narrative. So yeah, man, it's, uh, it's horrible. Um, there's a very interesting connection here. And we haven't even gotten into the uh, the 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 Buffalo shooting, which I think is really what all this stuff is a distraction from. And I don't know when we're exactly going to run into that. But um, Shannon, you sent me some really interesting stuff And this kind of uh, Ron. You're the first one that actually um, brought this up as far as I've heard that said that this kid allegedly had some sort of record as a minor. Um. That would make sense why he was able to get these, these firearms if he was so mentally unwell. And there's a ton of articles coming out saying that this kid was bullied. He wasn't, you know, mentally weak. He was just, you know, pushed to the limit and blah, blah, blah. But Shannon shared this, uh, this study with me from the NIH and it was a study on sub anesthetic ketamine induced hallucinations. And it was a study that was done at Yale and there's a ton a ton of ketamine clinics in texas for some reason when i say a ton there's dozens um that that's excessive to me there's one here in tucson i don't know how many there are in phoenix uh i saw in new york it looked like there was about eight from what i saw there may be more i might have just been saying like the high level ones um did you get a chance to look into that study much shannon
2: Oh, a little bit. Yeah. And it, I'll be honest. They're opening up everywhere, man. There's probably like eight different ones just in San Antonio. Now they got regular doctors like where you could go to their offices and get it done.
1: Yeah. And so what's interesting about that is it's a, a heavily hallucinogenic thing, um, which you see that throughout this test. And I'll kind of just run through like the, the key points of this test where um, out of 19 pre-approved candidates, They only found three that got full medical and psychological and physical approval to do these tests. And they had some extreme hallucinations, you know, these people that they deemed heavily qualified. Now, what happens if like, you know, a kid like this ends up getting involved with some sort of ketamine clinic and you might think it's a reach, but I also have, you know, an alleged we'll use that word because uh, Ron, Ron seems comfortable with that. And I think it's a good idea to say alleged as much as we can here. Um, so previous studies would produce schizophrenic like symptoms in subjects with cognitive impairments redolent to schizophrenia. Um, that, that was a direct quote, cognitive impairments redolent to schizophrenia in this Yale study. So they're essentially making these people schizophrenic when they're using sub anesthetic ketamine, uh, intravenous injections right into these people. Um, again, I mentioned 19 pre-approved candidates, only three got full approval um, at a sub anesthetic dose. it safely and reversibly causes delusion like ideas, a motivation and uh, perceptual disruptions reminiscent of the aberrant salience, which I don't know what that is, experiences that characterize first episode psychosis. So the kind of inducing psychosis in these uh, subjects. Um, However, auditory-verbal hallucinations, or AVHs, a hallmark symptom of schizophrenia, have not been reported consistently, keyword there is consistently, in healthy volunteers, even at high doses of ketamine. Um, Out of these three, and and jump in if you guys wanted to comment anything on here, but there's three subjects, and they had some wild fucking hallucinations, ranging from the first lady that they injected, a 25-year-old, if I'm not mistaken, um was a big soccer fan they started using the ketamine on her in this clinical setting she actually was transported in her mind back to this game in istanbul this uh fifa soccer game back in istanbul where uh liverpool was playing somebody and she was a fan of liverpool and she knew exactly how the game was going to work out but she got she was pissed off because they were losing at halftime and then uh she when they when they come back from halftime she feels like she's God and she knows exactly each play of the game. She remembers it very vividly and she feels superior to everyone else because she's seeing the emotions of everyone at this game and then, you know, moves on and, and then snaps out of her hallucination and everything's back to normal. It's just a wild thing to think about that you can actually be transported back to a memory that you had and, and live it vividly. Um, the second subject, saw her left arm disappear the left arm is where the uh in the the ketamine was being injected into her left arm disappeared and um she began being able to know the questions that she was going to be asked by the doctors before they asked them and she also started thinking that the that entire existence is not real that we're living in a simulation and everything is basically just in her imagination so anything she's seeing any people she's interacting with it's all just a projection of her mind. So again, it's another sense of like grandiosity like the first subject had. She thought she was kind of better than everyone else. Everyone is just living in her reality and they're just participating in her in her life. Um and th- this was the craziest part of the second subject. She was supposedly silent the whole time but remembers having a a, a distinct conversation with the doctors. So she remembers asking questions and getting answers from the doctors even though she was dead silent the entire time so that's some sort of fucking telekinesis right i mean some sort of weird uh you know subconscious conversation
0: telepathy telepathy ryan telepathy
1: telepathy telekinesis is moving yeah yeah okay so the third and final subject here was a man the only man involved out of the three had a bunch of contradicting feelings towards the doctor's he thought that they were brainwashing him, sort of like Clockwork Orange is, is his direct quote. And uh, they were also not only brainwashing him, but they were his oldest and most trusted friends. So very contradicting right there. And um, they, they held a mirror up to all these people. And he was the only one that had any reaction to his face. He said that he looked like Jonah, uh, Joan Rivers. So that's kind of an interesting thing, too. I think she was dead at the time of this uh, at the time of this study maybe not i think this is 2015 um and yeah he started thinking a lot about black holes and he saw the earth as like this fake uh he said it was spaghettified like it was going into a black hole you know how it stretches shit out and he just basically saw again like reality is not real at all um the reason i bring that up is because there is this organization that there are that you know the crazy conspiracy people much much deeper than i am and and willing to kind of say things that there's no proof whatsoever about and i'll actually share this with you guys here so you can see the uh the site it's called the wellness uh the well mind center and this is out of san antonio as you can see um there's a few doctors here that really dabble in this. And supposedly, again, a big alleged here, they're, they're on Google's payroll and they're working with this really cutting edge, uh, you know, method of, of trying to mix artificial intelligence with hallucinations and with therapy. This guy specifically, Antonio Ramirez de Leon, again, huge alleged. I cannot stress how alleged this is, but this is just something I heard cool. that this Dr. Ramirez works with adults, young adults, and couples in areas of anxiety, abuse and trauma, grief, career counseling, cultural and spiritual issues, depression, individual growth, marital enrichment and counseling, men's issues, parenting effectiveness, and group therapy. And he says, My specialty is working with individuals or couples who are willing to heal, grow, and are searching for deeper understanding of their relationship with themselves others, and nature. He also integrates the spiritual dimension, which I thought was very, very key to what the ketamine studies are, are all about, and Deep Dream, um, and the cultural background of my clients, helping them to explore their understanding of God and or of the sacred as they understand it. So that was a lot, I know, but um, according to like the, the, the far, far deep conspiracy people, this guy is potentially his uh, his therapist, so uh, it's not me saying this. I'm just repeating some shit that I saw online. But there you have it. I don't know if what what your what are your thoughts on this, guys?
2: Well, you think MK Ultra, right? What, yeah. One of the big drugs that was studied in that was ketamine.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it was—I mean—they're evolving the methods now. You know what I mean? They're making it so that it's they're they're putting this into practice a lot and, and anxiety is such a cool problem to have now right it's such a like are you guys you guys have anxiety too like look we're all we're all anxiety ridden you know what i mean we can all be friends right
2: and like we were talking oh. the other day how much of that is caused by this new environment that we're being introduced into with all this fiber optic cable and 5g and wireless and all this other nonsense hitting you how much of that plays a role i who really knows
0: sure well i think if there's any alteration to wavelengths huh, that hit your brain it, that's gonna it's gonna alter the way that you think and feel about things so i think there's something definitely to that
1: yeah man i mean there uh do you do you uh, again ron we're not saying that this guy was definitely his psycho or his uh, therapist because there's no concrete proof of that at all Um, This is just, you know, the shit that we're hearing. But, you know, you look at the methods that this Well Mind Center is using. It's very cutting edge. And I'm sure that they've helped a ton of people and whatnot. But, um, you know, they're mixing computers with therapy. And that'll bring us into uh, what what Google's doing. And, dude, I don't know if you guys have seen this Deep Dream stuff, like the actual images that they're tweaking on people. This EMDR is another thing that, that the Wellmind Center is using. It's just basically like tracking eye movement. And then they're using computers to track that now. But, um, let's see if I can find this damn, I have so many different
0: That sounds like a, sounds like a, another form of hypnosis or another, another thing to hypnotize people with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely a weird thing, but yeah, I'll, uh, the, um, the deep dream stuff is crazy i'll see if i can find some images here um but yeah man i well, don't
2: know dod is used in texas down here too i mean they're everywhere so how i mean this is all theories like we're saying this is all legend who knows but how hard would it be to have someone that's working for the dod at one of these army bases or air force bases or whatever take your pick universities and send them out there to go look for certain people that they know fit a certain profile that they could stimulate a certain way and make them do certain things, you know? Who, yeah. Know.
1: Yeah. Oh, we got a little pop up here, but yeah. So, I mean, this is essentially what deep dream does uh, through Google. I don't know if you guys can see that, um, but it takes a normal picture. And when you're looking at it, it, p- it poses the shit onto it just automatically with a, with um ai like like
2: lsd right
1: yeah i mean here's another one right here and they they take these these images so that's the real image and then it superimposes like lsd type hallucinations onto it so this is actually that's
0: that's crazy
1: it's a trip dude and there's videos of it too um like this was they had a really good one of the mona lisa but this is a picture of just like a normal cat or a fox yeah, or something. So you
2: think that's like pretty like nice stuff to look at. But I think like the other side, when they can turn it into something you don't want to look at and then their feet in your ears and everything full of stuff you don't want to hear. I can only imagine what that would do to certain people.
1: Well, sure. And that's the thing, man. And it's like these things can have if you take someone that isn't in a clinical setting like these folks that they that they were doing this to. And I mean, that first one's just so crazy to me the, when they're when they're taking someone that's not. Um, You know, at the at the peak of their physical form and the peak of, uh, you know, their mental health. And then they start running these things. I mean, watch this chair, the chair with the guy. I mean, it turns into a little animal. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, dude, where, you know, the, the the reasoning for this is unclear to me. But then you also sent me another article where if you have hallucinations that are superimposed on you, like this deep dream software does in an augmented reality it can actually uh it's like sort of working out your consciousness in a way so that it's was a almost
0: weird... like i'm sorry ryan it's oh, almost ahead. like it's almost like it's something that they are trying to figure out to use to integrate it into the metaverse yes for whatever reason for whatever reason which brings us down the transhumanism path to where uh like you say augmented reality like they want to put you put you somewhere where you're not and and maybe this is a way like the theory with this the whole theory with this kid like if he was involved in deep dream uh in this uh this this uh, center that you're talking about and uh and maybe involved in ketamine they can basically get anybody to do anything at that point. So if it's going to be integrated into the metaverse, to me, you know, if they're pushing a lot of people to get involved in all this AI, virtual reality and all this stuff through, you know, Facebook and Meta and and with the use of Oculus and all this. This is a way where they can turn however many thousands of people happen to be on that device at that time into some type of like super soldier I mean, just, just think of that theory. To go out and just just do things on a global scale. I mean, that possibility exists if what we're seeing is something that they can pull off, which is it's kind of scary when you think about it.
2: Right. It's- I was just reading a story, <laughs> not to cut you off, Ryan, um, about the hamsters. I think I sent it to you, Ryan, about the hamsters that they did some kind of study where they removed some kind of, I think it was a gene. They removed the gene and they thought beforehand that they would be nonviolent and they both, and both sexes became super violent and super aggressive. And it was really weird. And it's like, you think how can that fit in when these people were getting vaccines and all that other stuff. And they say they're gene editors who really knows, you know, how does all this stuff play together if it even does.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, dude, it's it's one of those things, man, where it's just like what are the applications and why why do this? You know what I mean? It's not like someone's going in and drawing that, it's a computer doing this. And there's an article out there um you know, talking about this like how Google made computers go crazy. How how Google made its computers go crazy. So these computers are actually cooking up these images in their head. There's a really great one here of the Mona Lisa where like she's got a dog face and like you can zoom in, and you can just see like unlimited dog faces in this fucking thing. You know what I mean? And yeah, it,
0: that's nuts,
1: isn't it? And it's just for some reason it gives me such a bad vibe. Um, And there is a deep dream generator. If anyone wants to go fuck around with this, I don't know if it's like you know potentially summoning some weird you know technocratic demon shit. I I, I haven't messed with it, but um dot com. If anyone wants to go and and dick around with it, but um
0: that puts that puts a whole new meaning to ghost in the machine. Yeah. Now it's now it's the demon in the machine.
1: Yeah, dude, yeah that's, uh, that's sh- crazy Shannon, smoke some weed and watch this shit. You know what I mean? There's some
2: Yeah, I mean that's see that kind of stuff, dude. Like I think it's like the colors and stuff. It's not like appealing for myself or pleasant to look at, you know. It's I think it's the colors.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of colors and the patterns shannon that that are maybe uh what they're using to reprogram your mind
2: yeah i yeah. think you're right ron that is probably what it is it's the whole thing you know and then maybe just because yeah. you really don't know what it is it's like it makes you uncomfortable because your brain is trying to fill in the gap and yeah. i think what you're doing
0: is your brain is trying to decipher like if you back that out i can see an elephant and an elephant's tusk the big green thing and that looks like a monkey
2: a bearded yeah. monkey yeah, that's yeah so imagine if they were injecting ketamine in us and we had this forced on us
1: mm-hmm. well and it's not only that too i mean yeah that's a huge part of it it's like you know how are they actually carrying these things out if they're real if they're they're you know going on the way that they're saying they are it, it's scary man and and again you know i don't think that this school shooting was meant to i i for the record i do think it was a false flag um, but I think it was a distraction from this um, this uh, Buffalo situation that went down. Now, I, I don't know if you guys had anything else that you wanted to talk about there. Um, you know, check out for anyone that's interested in this deep dream stuff. There's a really good rundown of it on uh, Wikipedia, which it's basic, but you can just kind of get a grasp of what it is. Um, essentially, mixing AI with hypnosis, and um, they call it algorithmic peridiola. I don't know exactly what that is, but that's basically when you look into the sky and you see like a, a cloud that looks like a dog, even though it's clearly not shaped like a dog, you see that in your mind. That's what that is, um, that peri- peridiola. And, uh, you know, algorithmic just, you know, throws the, the whole algorithm thing into there. So it's essentially taken. I think it's taking basically what everyone searches you know, that, that looks at that image. And it kind of just combines all that stuff. That's why you see a lot of animals. Uh, people are obsessed with animals. It, it kind of relates these, uh, you know, then you foreign. Think
2: too, like those pictures you were showing, Ryan, could there be maybe certain type of pictures in there where you need a computer program to deep, to deep, like to see what it really is. You know what I'm saying? To, to decipher really them. Knows, yeah. To, to decipher what it's in there. Maybe there's certain writing or maybe there's some other picture that uh isn't uh supposed to be on the internet oh so you're through, what you're saying close it you know what, what you're I mean?
0: saying shannon is that we're looking at this picture but it's actually subliminally sending us something else yeah right yeah i gotcha yeah interesting hey ryan i think this is something i'm going to look into and maybe all of us can get back together and kind of revisit this uh this deep dream thing uh, Because that's crazy. You know, I'm into all that mind-altering stuff anyway. I like to me read too. a lot about it. But listen, hey, Ryan, I got to dive out, though. Sure. But uh thank you for having me come on. I had to sneak off a little bit and jump in the truck and do this because right <laughs> behind me, there's a huge block party going on right now with uh, a lot of drunken people and a really good band going on. But, nice, uh, so yeah, but enjoy, yeah, so, yeah, so go I'm gonna enjoy, call, man. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm not because I'm all I'm all actually, believe it or not, I'm all alcoholed out for the weekend. <laughs> so uh, I'm back <laughs> on the coffee. I'm back on the coffee starting tomorrow morning. But listen, uh, yeah, really interesting subject. I think there's a lot of things that are going to be coming out in the future uh, with this Uvalde High School thing. A lot of a lot of sketchy stuff. A lot of questions need to be answered. Uh, And and of course, we're going to have to figure all this out on our own, you know, because we're not going to get anything legit from the mainstream media. And uh, but this goes way deep. This is a deep thing. You know, you know, not only do we believe it's some form of false flag and listen, it's important for the listeners to understand just because we think it's a false flag does not mean that people didn't actually get hurt. That's not what the definition of a false flag is. So we just, we just think that there's nefarious things going on right now by nefarious people that are evil people that want to push their agenda. And it all comes down to the, to the one thing. You have to disarm America. We are the country with more guns than people and they cannot control us. The deep state, whoever you want to call them, the WEF doesn't matter. Same thing with the WHO, which uh, Ryan, I just wanted to let you know that James Raguski sent me an email. He wants me to take a look at. I'm not sure if he sent one to you. He may have, I'm going to check that out tomorrow. See what that's all about. And then uh, probably what we'll do, we'll get together one time this week, uh, and I might be talking to you on either Wednesday or on Thursday. Well, I'll probably talk to you before that, but there's some stuff I want to go over with. So I'd like you to send me some of these links on this deep dream stuff, Ryan, sure. if you can. Definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this, and we're gonna revisit this subject because there's way more going on here than what we see. I.
1: So, yeah, man, definitely. And and to your point, you know, the false flag. I know you're you're getting out of here. We need to plug your stuff. The false flag continues with this Buffalo stuff because the shooter was communicating with an ex-FBI agent on the regular and that's proven it's in mainstream media. There's something huge going on there but Ron plug your stuff and uh, like you said we'll be talking later this week so obviously we we try and work together as much as we can. Plug Wicked Planet and uh, plug what you and Buckley are up to.
0: Yeah so uh, Buckley and I were just doing our thing. We're going to be I think the show is going to be a day later this coming week for my listeners. Uh, the Wicked Planet Wednesday, I have, uh, little G has a concert, uh, oh. singing concert that I have to attend. So, you know, that kid's pretty <laughs> much, a, that kid's pretty much a priority for me. So I can't, sure. uh, I can't miss that. So, uh, so Buckley and I are going to be recording on Thursday uh if we can record on thursday early enough him and i have this kind of plan set up i may be able to get the episode out for thursday as usual for the listeners uh if not i I promise it'll be out first thing uh friday morning but uh yeah look for me on instagram ron from new england real easy to find also the wicked planet podcast come give us a follow uh, you can listen to the Wicked Planet podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's, it's wherever you can find a dangerous world. You should be able to find the Wicked Planet. So, so come and check us out. We've got some pretty interesting stuff going on.
2: Phenomenal and, uh, and show. Got,
0: and thank you, Ryan. And we've got some real interesting stuff in the pipeline. So, so everybody uh, be looking forward to that. And thanks for having me on, Ryan. Of I course, Ron. This was,
1: this was a blast and you're welcome to post this on, uh, on your guys' feed as well just to get it out to your your growing audience. Yeah. It's getting big. Yeah, so.
0: I'm going to want you to send me a copy of it uh so I can grab some clips out of it or run it maybe run it as a little uh a little extra this weekend or something. Little
1: bonus. Cool man. You have a good time and uh stay away from too much booze, buddy. Yeah, yeah no, good I'm seeing all, seeing all good you
0: again, Ron. Take yeah, care. Yeah, you yeah, you too, Shannon. We're going to talk real soon. For sure. All right, everybody. Good night. Bye, Ron. Bye-bye.
1: So, Shannon it's just you and me buddy
2: just the two of us
1: just the two of us now we can get weird (laughs) dude so i don't know what your thoughts are so far man i i I just um again dude you know there's a lot of allegations being made and they are strictly that you know uh i'm real skeptical of talking about this uh this institution what is it called the uh the well Mind center of san antonio i'm not throwing shade i'm just saying it's it's shady stuff it's
2: shady place yeah and i don't yeah. think that's the only one man there's a there's i know for a fact there's way more than one
1: yeah and for some reason this one just kept popping up in the conspiracy world so i figured we'd mention it again clearly all allegations kind of
2: stuff. that's kind of weird right because that's what we were talking about and then it just kind of shows up that's yeah, kind of strange.
1: It is very strange. So it's one of those things where I was like, yeah, I don't want to ignore it, but I don't want to uh, you know, die on that hill by any means. But let's roll into this um into this buffalo stuff. I don't know what you know about that. I don't have as much on it because the attention has clearly been taken away big time. Yeah,
2: I don't have much on it either, but I mean if you want to dive down it and bring we'll bring stuff up and look at it. let me how about you let me take a 5 minute pee break?
1: Do it. <laughs> I
2: will
1: pause the recording. All right, back from the pee break. We had to take a second. You know, you get recording for a little while, you got to uh you got to take a break and uh you know, just do your thing. But, you know, we're we're mentioning here a little bit, dude, you know, it does kind of seem like these mass shooters have kind of taken the old role or I should say I guess that they've stolen the role in our society. From serial killers. You know, serial killers used to be like the thing that got a lot of media attention. And now it seems like these mass shooters where they go out and they kill a bunch of people in one sitting. And then they they oftentimes kill themselves, they get killed by police versus these serial killers who over years sometimes would kill, you know, multiple people. Um, and then they'd get arrested and and whatever. But it seems like it's the same thing, just repackaged, right? I mean, I don't know. It, maybe right. I'm reaching there, but
2: no, I think so. I think serial killers too, like we were talking about. I think a lot of times there, there might be a few people they're after, they're really after that they're supposed to kill, and then they'll just end up killing other people to get law enforcement or whoever off their trail. I think mass shooters could do, be the same way.
1: Yeah. Well, dude. So look. So you know, talking about obviously we talked quite a bit about. Um, the, the Uvalde shooting and it's a horrible, tragic situation. If, if it actually worked out the way that it did, you know, I, I'm not one of these people that says no children died. You know, some people sit there and say that uh, in full confidence, I don't go that far, but then again, it wouldn't surprise me if this was all a fake operation and the, you know, Uvalde school was shut down for years and none of this actually happened and everyone involved was a crisis actor. That wouldn't surprise me. However, I'm not going that far yet um but and i will i always
2: just try to keep an open mind myself and it's like sure. i was i wasn't there so i don't know but i think you should everyone should look into all the possibilities and if you if we don't look into everything then how will we know what's going to happen because we know the official stories. not true
1: it will be fascinating to see how the um with the uvalde shooting it will be very very interesting to see how the uh The investigation into the police department there goes, Um, because as we'll find out here, there was some FBI connections with this Peyton Gendron, I think is how you pronounce his name, or maybe Gendron. That's how crazy this is, man, is like, I haven't heard anything about how this guy's name is pronounced or really much about the guy other than he wrote a 180 page manifesto where he mentions this security guard and seems to have somewhat of an infatuation with killing the security guard who was a black dude, right? And that was the whole narrative here was this white guy is racist and he's uh fallen into the whole replacement theory where, you know, Mexicans and minorities as a whole are replacing white people. Um they don't tell you that whole theory though, man. I don't know if you if you're familiar with this theory where minorities are gaining more and more power in the country. That is a fact. I mean, they're getting more representation in government, but they make it seem like uh i think that the the people that that fall into this replacement theory they make it seem as though it's going to be entirely minorities and there will be no more white representation it's historically it's true right i mean it's it's absolutely true that it you know government used to only be white people and now that we're becoming more of a you know integrated society which i'm all about um There's obviously going to be more black people in Congress, more Mexicans, more Asians, more Latin American, you know, whatever. These people are going to start, you know, representing the country as a whole at higher and higher levels. Right. I mean, we have a mixed woman as a vice president right now. I think she's a horrible representation of that community. But nonetheless, you know, she looks a little different. Obama was black or so we're told, Um, you know, we're starting to see more of that. So people are getting upset about that and that's what that replacement theory nonsense is you heard of this
2: um yeah where i'm at it's a lot of uh you know a lot of mexicans where i'm at like 60, 60 65% so yeah they always say that and they also say well if you look at the birth rates they'll outnumber the caucasians in like 10 15 years but yeah it's, it's kind of like if happens, it happens it happens what are you going to do it's like yeah yeah who gives a Actually. fuck honestly
1: yeah and and obviously with illegal immigrants coming into the country it's probably going to exponentially rise but again you know the 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 legal migration of if different races don't bother I don't think hardly anyone but then you you fall into these groups where these people um I don't know how prevalent it is it seems like you know when you listen to the news it seems very prevalent but I don't think that many white people are concerned about this man I haven't experienced it I, I haven't
2: think- yeah, I think it goes back to birth rates. You know, I mean, like a lot of the Mexicans, they're having six, seven kids where, yeah, or white people are only having now, I think, probably one. Why? Because yeah. they want to live in that big house and have all the nice things that, you know, social media tells them or whatever they need to have. So, where, yeah, or the, where the minor, minorities, at least where I lived, I could say they're a lot more family oriented. You know, they have a lot more family parties. They're always, You could see them always outside grilling or whatever. They're always hanging, you know, they hang together.
1: Well, and that's one thing, too, that's so interesting is that these family oriented communities like the I mean, I wish I could say it about the black community. It just doesn't seem like that's necessarily a a blanket statement like you can say about the Mexican families. Um, There is a stereotype that I think is actually somewhat true, that black communities tend to have broken homes for some reason. I don't know what that is. Um, but you see a lot of of black kids that don't know the dads and it's a horrible unfortunate situation and that's not the case with with mexican families and they seem to um be forced to vote the liberal ideology into government when they're they're by definition they're more conservative you know what i mean by how they live so i don't know that's a it's a separate subject i guess but um you know this whole thing with these two shootings going on in such a short period of time in the the area in the in a window about when this World Health Organization situation is going on, where they're trying to take country sovereignty away, it, are these distractions from that whole event? I mean, I don't know. It's very possible. No one's talking about that, and no one's even talking about this Buffalo shooting anymore. Um or it will was... it
2: ramp up? And will it ramp up? And World the uh... World Health Organization claim there's a pandemic of violence, so they need to step in.
1: (laughs) That is a good point, actually. Yeah, because pandemic, it's a very loose definition now. So I don't know, man, you know, there was one thing and we kind of I I kind of teased it a little bit when uh, when Ron was hopping off here. But there's a lot of outlets reporting that there was a retired FBI agent who hasn't been named from all the sources that I have looked at. Um, you know, checking mainstream media outlets, all kinds of different, you know, alternative media, all kinds of different things. There was an FBI agent uh, retired that was talking with the Buffalo shooter um, constantly, pretty, pretty regularly. Um, And they were, I think, communicating over discord. Um, It was a little chat room, private chat room. That was a pretty racist heavy, I guess. And they were kind of talking, a bunch of white people kind of talking about how, you know, were being replaced and all this shit but this fbi agent supposedly lives in texas which is an interesting well, connection
2: well if you remember there was two shooters i don't know how many years back um they were having some like anti anti i think Muhammad art show in somewhere in texas there and they were gonna drive there and have a mass shooting and they were being Followed and encouraged by the FBI, they found Mm. out they had the cell phone numbers and everything, but they didn't make it inside. The security guard killed them, so they didn't get to kill anyone. But afterwards, their phone records showed that FBI was there with them the whole time, following Mm. them, talking to them. So who knows? I'm not saying they had anything to do with it, but I mean, I think if you look at all those terrorist operations and everything, I think they probably fund more and have run more than Al Qaeda to be honest in the United States
1: well and how the hell does it well definitely more than Al-Qaeda I don't think Al-Qaeda has really fucking done anything here in the United States (laughs) in my opinion you know maybe maybe I'm wrong about that but I don't know man I don't understand how the FBI is able to operate with impunity the way that they have been and I think that you know maybe the way that they do this they instill a lot of fear in people and they view them as kind of like a modern day mafia where it's like oh don't fuck with them don't talk about them they're going to come in they'll raid your home you know what i mean they'll do the, these no knock raids and and just you know completely bully you you know what i mean and, right
2: well they can use the IRS to harass you you know anything yeah. anything they have whatever they want the NSA to spy on you the local guys to intimidate you if they want to if they want you to live in fear and if you're the type of person that will do that, then they'll scare the living hell out of you for sure. I, would mm-hmm. say. I mean, who knows even with this shooter and other shooters, I'm not saying this happens, but how easy would it be for them to get a hold of them, either agitate them, like we said, or to even threaten them and say, Hey, guess what? If you don't do this, we're going to kill 250 kids somewhere else. I'm not saying that's what happened. I have no, no idea, but I mean that even something is, it's crazy as that wouldn't surprise me
1: yeah man and there 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 seems to be no limit of where they would actually go with this shit but um you have um just to get back to this whole you know conversation with that this uh peyton gendron was having with uh with this fbi agent there's supposedly six anywhere from six to 30 other people in this private discord chat um the number's so big because that's just simply what i was hearing from different sources um not not too clear on that but my thing my big thing here uh if this was a racially motivated deal why drive 200 and whatever miles in new york from what i understand he's in conkin is where he lived i think if i'm not mistaken conkin to buffalo which is 200 miles and you know he goes there twice so he goes there and back and then there that's 600 miles driving to go in and carry this, this you know, racist act out, if that's what we're gonna, you know, call it. Why not go to Syracuse? Where I mean, that's a much closer city, a big city with a lot higher population of black folks there. Why not go there and, and do what he's gonna do there instead of going to this bumfuck grocery store called Tops? And it is interesting, they do have the um, the black cube logo over there at Tops. I don't know if you saw their logo. No, Uh-oh. I didn't
2: even see. I didn't even see it.
1: Oh, I thought you left. Sorry, I'm. I'm looking at my no, notes my here. It
2: was muted like a butthead. Oh, it's all good. Yeah,
1: I do that all the time. No, yeah. So the the uh, the logo for Tops. I'll actually pull it up just so you can really see it real fast. It's white and red, and it's a hexagon or a cube, and you just clearly see it. My lights are all turned down in here because I'm also retarded. Let's see. Grocery store. Um, you see. Maybe some subliminal shit going on here with the uh, nice little logo. Because again, dude, why drive to this bumfuck store where there's there's not as much? Uh, what do you guys call it? Target opportunity in the military is that a term?
2: Um, target acquisition. But I I would say that they'd be like a hit, man. Like I, that doesn't even make sense, right? I mean, why? Who would do? Who would pick this one store out? I mean, there's no tops closer to where the guy lives
1: i don't know man that's the whole thing i mean the, there's so many grocery stores to go to there's so many areas maybe you could say he was trying to go far away so that they couldn't find him again but it seemed like he was pretty intent on getting arrested Um, uh, but do you see the logo here it's a hexagon it's a cube right if you were to look at it it's like a box turned kind of on its side um weird that's logo
2: definitely strange
1: <laughs> all right i mean I don't know man. Yeah, like when you when you're a conspiracy theorist, you can find all kinds of crazy shit looking at this stuff. But um yeah man, going over here and doing this whole thing, in my opinion, to try and get to this security guard, um his name's Aaron Salter, very very interesting dude. Had you looked into him much?
2: The man who made the water motor and put the patent on there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I read that. Very, very interesting thing. And one thing I should mention before we we really get into him, um, there's some really, really contradicting information about this kid's racial prejudice and how much he hates minorities. Supposedly, his best friend was Mexican, and that Mexican best friend of his was dating a black girl. Um, and then you have this video of a Grady Lewis, who is a black man, that spoke with Jendron, the shooter, for over an hour about philosophy because i guess grady lewis was a little bit skeptical of this guy he said that he looked a little out of place not because he was white but because he just didn't look like he was around from around there at all i don't know how you really distinguish that but these guys had a really friendly conversation and it was so friendly that the black grady lewis bought the white racist gendron a soda um when they were done with their conversation and why would this racist white kid accept a soda and drink the soda from a black person if he hated black people so much? Does that make any sense?
2: Are you there? I'm here, bro. What happened? I My bad.
1: Yeah, I can hear you now. Does that make sense to you, though? I mean, it's just weird.
2: Dude, there's too many weird abnormalities with that that don't make sense. And you know that because... I mean, you don't even hear about it anymore
1: yeah well and so that's the thing man so you have the security guard right like i i mentioned aaron salter he had a patent pending for a water-powered engine so the patent pending is very key in this thing um which basically i mean that's going to shut down big oil and big business they're not going to like that whole situation he's not
2: the first one supposedly right supposedly there was some other people that put in for the same type of patent or motor and they're also not around anymore supposedly
1: yes stanley meyer was the other guy um that this guy died in 1995 and his last words were they poisoned me they were right. at a cracker barrel and he met up with some belgian investors um after the government had approached him and wanted to buy his technology he said uh, fuck you i'm gonna you know we're gonna do do this our own way some belgian investors came and um ate with him at cracker barrel his his uh uh stanley meyer's brother was there with him. And, you know, he, you know, they, they toasted to their, their, you know, future success. And then as soon as this dude takes a drink, he starts choking and runs outside, tells his brother, they poisoned me. And then he dies right there. Now his um, actual, you know, reason for death is an aneurysm. But from what I understand, when you have an aneurysm, maybe there's a few different kind, but you always hear with an aneurysm, you just die out of nowhere. Like I could be sitting right here talking to you and I have an aneurysm and then that's just it. Right here, right? I mean, uh, and I,
2: what a coincidence that is, right? You put in for a patent, you're there to celebrate, and then you're dead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, dude. So it, it doesn't make any sense. And actually, uh, Salter, the, the security guard of Tops, had, had you know mentioned this guy in some videos. There's a great YouTube video that everyone should check out of him. He's got a YouTube channel, there's about four videos on there, and there's one video where a friend of his is interviewing him about his whole process of how he came about this whole thing. And, you know, I have some cliff notes here for you on that, but you should watch it just to kind of get a glimpse. And it is interesting. The, uh, uh, Aaron Salter is giving the Freemason, uh, hand gesture through most of the video. He's making a pyramid with his thumbs and, and, uh, index fingers. So it's another one of those things where it's like, okay, is this real? You know, um, again, you can go as deep as you want with any of this stuff, right. and, and but they your always
2: own do seem like they shove it in your face. Right. For some yeah. reason.
1: Yeah. So I don't know, man, but, uh, Aaron Salter had AWS hydrogen alternative energy systems was what it was called. And he says that he graduated Hutch tech, um, which was a technical high school, technological high school. And he graduated in 1984, which I also found kind of interesting. 1984, the book about, you know, the, the father state and all this stuff. Tons of people graduated in 1984, but it was just kind of interesting to hear that in this uh, conspiratorial context. Um, started studying electrolysis as a passion. And, uh, you know, that's not he didn't major in, you know, engineering or uh, electricity or anything, mechanics, nothing. He was a cop, retired cop that picked up a security guard job to make a little extra money. Uh, also has a state pension and all that good stuff, but not making any kind of money to where he could start this on his own. So from what I understand, he was looking for investors. And as he references here, so many other people that have tried to do this because people have been trying to figure out how to do a water powered vehicle since the 1800s, since cars came out, they were trying to figure out a way to make this happen. Um, Everyone was doing it wrong because of the fourth rule of thermodynamics, which says you can't separate the molecules enough between hydrogen and water or hydrogen and oxygen, the H2O. You can't separate those enough to power a car without causing massive, massive amounts of heat, excessive amounts of heat. Um, But they make it clear in his video on YouTube that they were able to do this without causing too much heat. The guy's grabbing the pipes and holding on to them for a long time, and they're barely warm, according to what these people are saying. So he found this way to do this with using dirty water, using tap water, because the sludge and all these minerals that are in there conduct the electricity more efficiently than distilled water, which is actually like the, the method that's you know encouraged to use when you're trying to do this electrolysis shit. So this is stuff way above my pay grade. I don't understand any of this kind of stuff. But apparently, I mean, this, this you know, retired cop found out a way to do it and was in the process of doing things much more efficiently than geniuses before him. And then he gets shot, um, you know, from the supposed racist, man. You get so many narratives in there, too. So interesting to me. Yeah,
2: there's always weird stuff in there, right? I mean there's all kinds of doctors and everything else too, that have just gone dead. Just yeah. Doesn't Cancer. make sense. Right. Doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, man. Cancer curing people. And um yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, even he mentions and uh, we'll wrap up here, man. I, it's, this is a long, nice long episode for the listeners. And none of this is going to be on Patreon. I'm just going to put this out there. I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to sell people shit, uh, you know, benefiting off of a tragedy like these, these two things. But uh you know, I'll I'll do something to make it up for the Patreon subscribers for sure. Um, I actually have some topics I was going to get into. uh this Satan is a Freemason um, uh, book, this little pamphlet that I found, and um, so I'll probably I'll probably do that for the Patreon subscribers that are already on there. But you know, this this dude, this uh, Salter was saying that Stanley Meyer, the the first guy, the guy that was poisoned actually had a doom buggy that ran on heavy water, on deuterium heavy water. And um, the problem with that is that to make a quart of deuterium water, which is heavy water, again, you need a couple hundred thousand gallons of regular water to make. So it's not efficient, right? It's, right. There's no way that you can actually do this. But apparently this guy, the salter dude, the security guard of, of tops found the way to do this in a way that no one else had even been able to do and he's he said he drove a mile with his very primitive setup and he said that within six months every single car in the fucking country at the very least could have a more efficient setup if he just had some serious money backing him so after he gets his patent uh you know roll in and, you know, has the idea and he's actually reaching out for investors on an open market like YouTube, right? Open, open advertising. Then he gets fucking clipped a couple years later. This was six years ago where he said this. So I don't know if that six is significant, but again, man, the, the yeah, rabbit hole goes I mean, deep.
2: Yeah. And it's like, where, how far does it go? Where does it, you know, where does it stop? Really, it's like it's insane. It's like you can't, you don't want to file a patent, you'd be dead. I mean, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, interesting stuff, dude. So I just want, you know, I want people to look into this, uh, all this stuff, a little more. And, you know, Shannon, you sent me some great stuff. Um, just to yeah, and
2: this is all our theories, everyone. I mean, we're not by any means. Are am I some forensic scientist or lawman? I have no idea. I just think. A lot of this stuff is interesting because we're not hearing too many people talk about it.
1: Yeah, hardly anyone is talking about it. Um, but yeah, dude. So no, I I I appreciate you hopping on and doing this stuff with me. We're gonna try to uh to uncover some more stuff, or I am specifically. I'll, I'll definitely try and look more into uh Mr. Salter here. Um definitely a hero. Um he actually was not a cowardly security guard. He shot at the um the the shooter in buffalo but the guy was wearing body armor so you know the guy shot him center mass obviously that that vest absorbed it and then this dude gets off a couple rounds and uh and gets the guy unfortunately and it's a tragedy man and you know, that's the guy...
2: curious to me too uh, when you take all these shooters is they're all very proficient with their rifle and i don't know if people know or not when you're in these situations even something that your AR a lot of times it's always going to have at least one misfire where you're going to have to manually eject the rounder. or it's going to get stovepipe. You're going to have to do something. So you got to have your wits about you and know how to deal with adrenaline dumps, reloads, all that stuff. And it seems like all these guys don't have an issue with that. And myself being in those situations, I know I've. it's not that easy.
1: Yeah. There, the guy was even, um, uh like duct taping mags together so that he could just flip them around you know what i mean like that's right. that's military level shit and there's I under- someone
2: someone was training these guys obviously
1: who well, I-, I understand you know uh, video games as much as i love call of duty and all those games they, they do make these things more well known um because i sure. wouldn't have even known about that idea sure. and there's there's little attachments you can buy where you can put put something on a on a mag to you know put another one in and basically what it is for those that that aren't familiar with the whole thing is your mag goes in right a right right in front in this case and for this particular gun goes in right a right in front of where your trigger and your trigger where all that shit is then so from the bottom he would put a mag connected to that mag that's in the gun flip it upside down and duct tape it so that all he needs to do, rather than like reaching into his pocket to grab another one or reaching into a belt, or reaching into a bag or whatever, all he's got to do is take that existing one, flip it around and stick it right back in and then, you know, clear the bolt and, and you're ready to go. You know what I mean? So it's um, it's something that, yeah, like you say, you you don't know how well people like this could operate in a situation that's stressful and chaotic like this, but they all seem to know how to do it.
2: Right. And that's weird. And and if I, if I give you my, AR, my AR to shoot, you're going to take up a different sight picture than than me. So it's not going to, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be totally different. Mm. So, so he, when he's got that AR, he obviously had to sight that in somewhere. And then he had a real expensive optic on there. So someone... Someone was funding the Texas guy. I'm talking about these other ones. I'm not sure what they used. I'd have to look. But even that firearm he had is a, is an upper echelon, very expensive firearm. You have mm-hmm. two of them. It's weird. It's just doesn't yeah, make man. something doesn't make sense. You know, someone's got to ask the question. So
1: someone's got to be those assholes that ask the question, and I guess it's us. You know, I I don't think that it's disrespectful in any way. I think that if I were to die in some mysterious circumstance, I would hope that everyone. Would look into it and and question every aspect of it. So I see no problem in doing this, but that's just me. Um, I'm
2: with you on that one. I I don't, someone's got to ask the questions because the media is not asking them. So someone has to.
1: Yep. There it is, dude. So what's going on with you, man? What, uh, I know that, uh, you know, we didn't have as much on the, um, Buffalo shooter as the Uvalde shooter, but again, I think everything goes back to this, this, um, or most of it, I should say, goes back to this, uh, you know, Aaron Salter, a black dude that was killed by a racist white guy. Supposedly you get two narratives in there. You get the AR 15, the assault rifles, right? You get the assault rifle, uh, shit, you get, uh, racism. And then, you know, separately you get another, um, I think, I think they both have much more to do with mental health, but you know, you get so many narratives packed in here. Um, that it's good for the left and for the more tyrannical side of government that wants to take rights away from law abiding citizens. Um, I don't know, man. I think that there's a lot here that a lot of people aren't talking about. There's a lot of misinformation. So, you know, we're doing what we can to just try and, you know, throw out some other hopefully good information. But what's going on with you, Shannon? What's, uh, what's next for the, uh, the work you're doing, dude?
2: i just been looking at a lot of different paranormal stuff. I've still been doing a lot of deep dive on Mr. Tubal Volcano. I don't know. For some reason, he interests he interests. It's a very in
1: interesting thing, dude. It yeah. is.
2: It's like every day I'm looking. I'm like, man, there's another book. I've never even heard of this. What? And it's like I'm finding out different stuff. So I'm still diving down that and then trying to keep track of this. But um, I'll be happy to look into that Buffalo shooter and see what I can find, too. Put our heads together. Maybe we'll find something interesting
1: hell yeah and like i said dude you're very you're very very much welcome to put this out on your new podcast which will hopefully be dropping soon i'm stoked yes, to hear it
2: yeah it should be coming by i would say the end of this week my daughter's finally off school but finally got the computer set up everything seems like it's okay so
1: hell yeah secret squirrel podcast dude we got to get that rolling man this is going to be a fun one and uh you got a community here of people that are that are down to uh to listen and to support so
2: you'll
1: meet some cool Sounds people good. dude
2: but uh for sure other than that man anything else you want to close out on no if anyone wants to get a hold of me you can get me at uh secret squirrel podcast at gmail.com
1: yes sir he's laying low for right now but we're gonna get him on instagram hopefully it's up to you yeah, but hopefully day. we'll get one you. On there. yeah one day right well cool man thank you shannon and ron thanks to ron of wicked planet make sure that you check out his show if you haven't already i'm sure you have most of my audience has and uh look for the new best podcast that's gonna be coming out there, Secret Squirrel. And uh thanks that. so much, guys. And you know, if you got a kid, man, hug that kid and protect the hell out of him or her. Um, because yeah, man, that's all that we got, dude. It seems I don't have any kids, man, but I don't know. This kind of yeah, shit. Teach really
2: them to the love, not the fear. Don't don't teach them to be scared.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, this stuff, this stuff upsets me whether it's real or not. Um, the whole idea of it and the whole, you know, taking advantage of the kids upsets me. So just, uh, just be safe, man, be safe and uh, everyone take care and you'll be hearing from us soon guys.